You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Jesus felt something leave him. I'm talking about the tangibility of the spirit. And she felt something enter into her. Do you get what I'm saying here? The healing didn't just come. Something left Jesus and entered into her. Now, that's what he was saying. If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Something left Jesus and entered into her. And she felt. Now, what happened? Let's break what happened down. This woman heard of Jesus. And then she began not to say. The literal Greek says, she began to say within herself. Which means, as she was going to Jesus, she was saying to herself, if I will just touch the helm of his garment... If I will just touch the helm of his garment, if I, now she was going to do if I will just touch the, why was she, why, why was she repeating it? Now she was keeping herself, and this is the difference between a prophetic utterance, I'm going to show this, and a confession of faith. Now the confession there, or confession of your hope, doesn't get you the result, but it keeps you steady. In other words, you are involved in a warfare because all kinds of things are coming. How do we know this? The woman was seeing other people touch Jesus who were ill and they were still sick. She saw crippled people touch Jesus. Jesus, help me. Nothing happened. How do we know this? When Jesus said, somebody touched me, Peter turned around and said, what are you saying? Can't you see all these people thronging on you? So she was saying, if I, if I, in other words, revelation individualizes you. A thousand can fall on your left, ten thousand on your right. You don't have to experience it. Listen, I'm going to get in something here. So she got it and she kept saying within herself, if I would just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She was declaring that. If I would just touch the hem of his garment. Now you need to have a solid confession and be declaring what he has revealed because warfare is going on, because Satan wants you to waver, because he knows that when you touch Jesus, what is going to happen will be based on the state of your heart, which is controlled by the words you are speaking prior to the time in which you touch him. In other words, two people can go into prayer, one can get virtue, and one doesn't get anything based on what they were saying. Are you following what I'm saying? I mean, I've said this before. Hagen went in Oral Roberts University, city of faith, a Christian man. He was there, lying unconscious. They came to call Kenneth Hagen and said to him, come and pray for this man. Hagen said he got there. While the man was on the bed there, he began to pray in the spirit. And as he was praying, the Holy Ghost said to him, he heard this voice, words have been spoken. Spiritual laws have been set into motion, which at this time cannot be reversed. This man's spirit is better off with me in heaven. Leave him and let him go. He said he ignored it. He kept praying in tongues. Then he heard again, words have been spoken. Spiritual laws have been set into motion that cannot be reversed at this time. This man's spirit is better off with me in heaven. Let him go. He said he understood that something was going on. He said, Lord, I release him. The man died. When they were going for the funeral service, his junior brother said, said he just kept it to himself. He said, it's interesting, after they buried him, that my brother kept saying, he will be dead on or before he's 40 years old. He had been saying this as a child. He will have been 40 next week. Words had been spoken. Spiritual laws had been set into motion, which at that time could not be reversed. What they were saying was, the only person that could reverse it was the person who is that there. What did God say? He told Moses, tell them, I have sworn by myself and given them the promise. 
but tell them as long as I live, whatsoever they say, that is what I can do. In other words, your own confession, private confession, determines what will happen when you pray. If you have been wavering in your confession, we show this, you've been wavering there and saying, nah, 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 nah. well, somebody else actually say, ah, it's terrible, somebody says it's terrible, it's terrible. Ah, this country, everything is bad. And then you go and say, God, it's time for breakthrough. It's time for breakthrough. It is what you have been saying privately that will speak when you go to pray. What did they say? He said, in the day of judgment, every I do what you give an account for it. The day of judgment is not when we get to heaven, then God will open and say, eh, that day, when, when you were in, uh, like, you know, when you came out of church, you were saying, this, can, you, can you see, can you see, you give account for it. Then, then do you see when you go to the office? That's not what he's saying. He's saying that when you go to pray, it's a summation of all you've been saying before you came before prayer. Are you from saying it? That those who have disciplined themselves to have a continuous confession of their hope and declaration of the word when the pressure was on, when they get into the place of prayer, they are the ones going to get the transference. I mean, there's a testimony. I want to read it out because I want it to be on, on record and also um, on it. But let me just show this here. And it's a gentleman who sent this in. All right? And I just want to show what he said. Because there's always a battle. And that was what was going on before you get to the place of prayer and, and prophetic utterance here. All right? And Jesus also, when he was going to Lazarus, I mean, he fought the battle. That's why he kept saying, I'm the resurrection and the life. Have I not said to you if you believe? That was a battle he was. Because people, the first of all, the disciples said, listen to me, what are you saying? Uh, why are we going to wake him up when he's already asleep? He had to say, he's dead. Hey, he's dead. All right? I mean, people will force you to almost say the wrong thing. Do you get what I'm saying this confession is not a public confession. You don't need a public confession to make contact. In fact, if it becomes a public confession there, you increase the warfare. This is a private, personal confession that you are making that the world only gets to know what you are saying when manifestations start. You don't have to try to convince anybody. You know what Paul said? He said, after I received revelation, I conferred not with flesh and blood. If you confer with flesh and blood, they can talk you out of your revelation. I will show you. It's a private, personal confession that you are making that nobody, you don't you know, say, well, you have to let people must know. I must say it out. It's an act of faith. That's why didn't Jesus, when, when didn't Jesus start manifesting, and then they would call Jesus and say, let no man say it. He said nobody. Jesus never said things publicly. In fact, if you said it publicly, he would say, don't say it. All right, Mordecai instructed Esther, your identity must be hidden. Now, you must know it. You must say it to yourself, but you mustn't go public with it until the set time. So these are personal confessions that you're making in your own room, all right? You are saying it and declaring it so that it doesn't get contaminated with the unbelief, all right, of other people. All right? So you're declaring it. Now, did I say I was going to quote a scripture? Oh, testimony, yeah. I knew there was something. Now, let me just read this here. Because he said he got, um, all right. He says, good evening, pastor, and this came in yesterday. Hope you're good. God delivered a job at my desk. I have been praying for a change of work to lessen my travels and aid me more time to serve God as I should. Plus, returns to one not meeting up the surgeon demands for my immediate family, let alone doing the regular, doing the regular honoring of my parents with substance. 
had a couple of interviews and always came out top, but the pay package discouraged the move. I kept my confession about the change of job intact and almost lost it on Tuesday. He said, when I was on my way to Abia for two days' work, I already finished speaking with a friend to keep looking out for me in case there is an offer in a better place and also lamented about the shortfalls of my current place of work. All right, she replied me saying that I would have joined their firm if I had told her earlier than now and that the opportunity was given to her to recommend a perfect fit. After the call, I called my wife to also pour my heart, especially on the part of not telling my friend on time, but she reminded me of my supposed desire and confession, which was quite different from my friend's nature of work. And last Sunday, testimony, especially the part of thanksgiving as an action of faith. To cut it short, I dropped the call, started playing hallelujah, amen, by Nathaniel Basi on repeat. Approaching Abba, a calm voice told me to check my phone, and I did. There was an email notification. I opened the mail, and it was an offer letter for a managerial position with an international agency. Let me leave it here. But you see, God above helped me to thank him, thank Amwelu, for he has not just settled me, I am still in shock. Last Sunday's testimony birthed mine. I am honored and humbled by God. All right? To God be the glory. All right? But you could see that he almost dropped the ball and his wife brought him back on course. They are changing your confession. And that's all certain wants. He wants you to change. Because once you change it, he knows that even if you go into the place of prayer, there will be no transference. Now, I'm going to show this. There will be nothing. So the woman with the issue of blood kept saying it. And said, if I would just touch the helm of his garment. That's why the Bible says, Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He staggered not at the promise, which means don't stagger, don't waver, but held that. All right? So we look at Hebrews, and then she touched Jesus, and virtue entered into her. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, and I'll close with this, and verse 14. Now, look at what it says here. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. That word profession means confession or saying the same thing as God, which means hold fast to what God said to you. Now look at what he says next. He says, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, he says, yes, I understand but listen, you are going to touch. Hold fast your confession. The woman with the issue of blood said, if I will just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. He says, you are going to touch Jesus with the feelings of your infirmity, which means this contact you're going to make, all right, and I want to tell them, yeah, hold fast the confession because you're going to touch him and it's going to be through the feelings of your infirmity. All of this weakness and all this, he says, that's where the touch is going to be. That's where the power, that's what's going to come on the inside of you. You can't be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but I was at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. I put back the scripture. It says, at all points tempted like we are yet without sin. Now look at what he now says next. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. In other words, this confession is to take you to the throne of grace. This confession, all right, is not going to produce the manifestation, but it's going to stabilize your heart so that you can come up to the throne of grace. It says boldly. 
What does that word boldly mean? We saw this last week. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 and 6. It says, the Lord has said that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. All right? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Next verse, that I may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. So when you are coming up to the throne of grace boldly, it means that you're coming up with a, an unwavering confession of what God told you so that you can obtain something from him. And that's grace. Something is going to come on the inside of you. That's the Holy Spirit that is going to be poured out into the heart of the person who is holding fast their confession and then enters into the place of prayer and the Holy Spirit is poured forth. And when the Holy Spirit is poured forth, then that person can get up and now begin to prophesy, all right, to things and begin to declare all right, to the things around them in order to get results. Let me show you where this happened. Okay, Hebrews, I'm sorry, um, Acts chapter 9 verse 36 with Dockers, and we see Peter do this. Now there was a Joppa, a certain disciple named Tabitha. By interpretation, it's called Dockers. Please listen to what he's saying here so people don't get it confused. This woman was full of good works and arms did which she did. She was a good person. And it came to pass in those days she was sick and died. Look, you may be a very good person, but you don't understand how to operate in faith. Do you get what I'm saying here? And we, look, when we got saved in the 80s, they inserted that into us. And they said the first thing is you must be on the word of God. It is not external good works first. It's the word of God. In fact, my pastor taught us when he said, go back to your first love. He said, I've seen your works, but go back to your first love. The first love is the word of God. It's how much time you spend in God's word. You see, because you can then be going into this and you really don't have power in your spirit, but you're doing nice stuff. And nice people run into serious trouble. Because you are involved in a warfare. And the only way you can win is your heart must be loaded with truth. Do you reside in the beautiful city of Abuja? Have you always wanted very practical faith teachings and insights for living? Have you always wanted to listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade teach live? If you answered yes to the questions above, you are in good company. Come and listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade Sundays at 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Ladi Kwali Conference Center, Sheraton Abuja Hotel. The Covenant Nation is now in your city. If you didn't know, now you know. If you say, well, we're praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying to God, I'm praying to God about it, and you can get a release in the spirit, and you know within yourself that God has done something about this, but you don't come out of it and prophesy, nothing is going to happen. When Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you heard me, God had heard the prayer. If he didn't go and say, Lazarus, come forth, nothing would have happened. You have to open up your mouth and prophesy to things. That's why I said if you will say to this mountain, you have to start talking to things. 
And that's what Jesus was teaching when he said, tarry until you are endued with power from on high after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And then you can be witnesses, which means you stay until you receive. And then witnesses means you can be proof producers and you can now start saying to release the Spirit in you. So you have to start prophesying into your career and releasing those waters into it, prophesying into the life of your children, everything, and speaking every day into it so that spiritual substance is going in you. Let me tell you this story. In the 80s, Nobel Hayes was teaching. If you can get that book, I Shall Live and Not Die. He did a series on it. I have never in my entire life seen anybody behave like that way in faith. He brought somebody who was an evangelist. This was life. And this man had cancer and was stage four. And the man was there and, was there. and the wife brought him. And the church, he said, listen to me. He said, he told the wife, he said, your husband is a firebrand preacher, called of God and anointed. But he's going to die of this thing if you don't do what we say. He told the church, listen to me, he's going to die unless you do what we say. He said, unless we start speaking to this cancer and we start talking to it. He said, until you start, he said, if you don't, he said, Jesus said, if you shall say to this mountain, he said, people are not talking to things. They are not saying anything. And they're actually saying something. All right? They pray, but they actually prophesy death. Because when it comes to speaking, they just say, ah, how is business? Then business is tough. They've said it. See, if you tell a child, the child does something, what Satan wants you to do is to prophesy on that child. And you say, listen, you, are, you will see in future, you are going to suffer for this thing. You have said something. Now, let me tell you what saying does. When Elisha came out and said, by this time tomorrow, there's going to be an abundance everywhere. And he said it. Then the four lepers got up, and under the influence of that prophetic utterance, they entered into the abundance. That's what happens. When you release it, something has been released, you go into it and do that. If you tell a child you will not make it, you have set laws into motion, that child is laboring under those laws. Until the child respects you physically, but disrespects you spiritually in prayer. That's how the child will get out. You get what I'm saying? They see you and say, good morning, sir, or good afternoon, sir, ma. You have my mom and dad, but when they get to the prayer, God destroys the words and they come to realize that. They'll be laboring under the influence of that. And then they go to God, God, how do I destroy this? Then God teaches them the principle. Honor your father and mother, destroy the effect of those words. Have no bitterness towards them. Have no anger towards them. Love them. Do all of that. As I begin to prosper you from the resources that I prosper you, give to them and all of that. That's then the child understands spiritual things. Or else a child will be laboring on that. So we have to start prophesying. We have to enter into the place of prayer. It says, tarry, you get the promise of God. We don't take the promise of God and go outside. We take the promise of God into the throne of grace. It says, this hope we have as an anchor, sure and steadfast, and takes us within the veil. And then we get within, and there's a transference. The woman felt something in her body. Jesus felt something that left him. That's the spirit that left him into her own body, which means something was poured forth into her. It's tangible. Novel Hayes was teaching, and there was a woman, and he said this, and I'm telling the church, we've got to get back to this truth. In fact, let me tell you, somebody invited me to go and preach in Abuja on Friday. So after midweek service, I waited. My pastor friend that was with me was, came to see me, so we went in the car together. I said, this morning I was in a prayer for three hours, repenting that I left the core of my ministry. He said, what are you saying? Ah, I said, I left that faith message. 
Now, I don't know what I said. I said I left the core of my ministry. So I got up to preach. This chap has been coming, every, comes to Warbeck, everything coming. When I finished, as we got into the car, he said, in my life, I have never heard faith taught like this, and I've never heard this. I said, but I told you I left my call. One of my staff was watching online. She now sent me, said, fire. He said, when you said this is your call, now I understand what you are saying. She said, you are speaking with ease. This is what God, look, you can get distracted though, into good things. All right? So he said this. I got this. I'll continue next week. And what I'm saying is you have to learn when you finish praying in the morning and get a breakthrough, then you start prophesying into things. All right? I'll give two testimonies. There was a, a gentleman, Peter Rodney, was saying this. They, they were trying to sell a house. No, the, God had told them to move in some other form of ministry somewhere else, so they were going to get rid of their office. He said they were praying and praying and praying. He said nobody came to buy the office. They put a signpost outside. He said one day while they were praying, he one of his staff just got up and said, in the name of Jesus Christ, whoever God has ordained to come and buy this property, I command you, come forth now. Fifteen minutes after he said it, a gentleman walked in. To cut the long story short, they sealed the deal. As he was going, he asked him, so why did you decide? He said, no, the man just said, by you know, he said, you know, you have a signboard out there. I've been driving past this place for weeks. I have been looking at it, telling myself I will come. I like this property, I will come. He said, but about 20 minutes ago, it just dawned on me to come today. If you don't call it, it won't show. If a dead body can hear the voice of Jesus, living people can hear Everything was created by calling. God said to the sea, to the waters, bring forth. In other words, everything came through words and everything responds to words. But you have to drink first and be full. Didn't you see in Acts chapter 4, when they threatened them, they went to their own company, they stayed in prayer, the Bible says, and they were all filled. They took the promise from Psalm 2. They prayed that promise in Psalm 2. They got filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word with all boldness and went out and there were signs and wonders because they were, the Bible says they were filled, which means they took the scripture and got an infilling for the fulfillment of that scripture, which means when God gives you a promise, said, come into my presence, get an infilling, then go out with prophetic utterances to manifest. In other words, when Moses lifted out the rod, it was a prophetic utterance. He said, part the Red Sea. He said to the Red Sea, part. That's what actually happened. And then the people could go through. So now Hayes was speaking about this, and there was, I, I was in shock when I heard this. And this story is coming. He said there was a woman, the church was 15,000 people in America, a fifth church. A woman inside that church was a leader. Her husband was in IC unit. And they gave him 12 hours to leave. The wife, they were praying, she just woke up and told her husband, listen, we're not getting any breakthrough. Go and call your friend Nobel Hayes. The way he teaches faith, we just might get results. Go and call him. She called Nobel Hayes. He flew into the place. Nobel Hayes walked into the ICU unit. The doctor said, you have five minutes. He told the woman, he said, listen to me, your husband is right here. All right, he has a few hours left. 15,000 people are praying. He will die if you don't do what I'm telling you. He said, do you understand? He said, he will die. So what do you do? Sit down on this chair and don't move until he blinks. Keep saying to his body, you shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. You shall live. Keep repeating it and don't stop until he blinks. I'm telling you, he will blink. The woman sat there to cut the long story short. Three days after he and your, she and your husband walked out, 
You know what happened? Those 15,000 people were getting an outpouring. Nobody was passing it into that body. So you can be praying. Lord, 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 bring this, bring that. He says, when will you talk and call it into existence? Do you get what I'm saying? And you know what? You can pray and then sometimes you get into conversation and then you are prophesying dead. All right? So please understand this. Start prophesying, speaking in specific ways as you stay in prayer. Get a breakthrough in prayer. Then declare into those things. Get a breakthrough in prayer the next day. Declare into those things and start passing life. And it is never too early to start practicing faith, but it can be too late. You hear what I say? If you know something is coming in your future in 40 years' time, you can start prophesying it now. You know you are going to get old. There's no, if Jesus tarries, you can start prophesying to your body. Do you get what I'm saying? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. And I speak life into any body under the sound of my voice that has any form of ailment. I speak life and restoration into that body. You are bought by the blood of Jesus. You belong to Jesus. Christ is glorified in you. And the Spirit enters into you right now for full restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. Any foul demonic spirit that might be operating in that body, I command you right now in the name of Jesus to depart. Turn that body loose right now. Angels of healing, go forth and minister and bring full manifestation in seven days. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Do you reside in the beautiful city of Abuja? Have you always wanted very practical faith teachings and insights for living? Have you always wanted to listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade teach live? If you answered yes to the questions above, you are in good company. Come and listen to Pastor Boju Oyemade Sundays at 9 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. at the Ladi Kwali Conference Center, Sheraton Abuja Hotel. The Covenant Nation is now in your city. If you didn't know, now you know. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.